the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series, God is Love, continues with today's broadcast of Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. Join us as we understand the heart of God. Children will tell you they love Bambi or virtually any other cartoon they take a fancy to. We can say we love our friends. I love great food. Oh, I love a great ride. But there is a distinguishing love that God gives out to us, his children. And that is the subject of our time today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. It's the distinguishing love of God. As taken from 1 John, we would invite you to join us there as we focus in on God's amazing love. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard and today's broadcast of Truth For Today. God says, I love you, and I've got things for a family member, and that if you're outside of Christ, you need in this family, and if you would only receive Christ, you can receive all these abundant things God does for his children that you can only get. Let's, let's just look at a few of them. Number one, Romans 5. Oh, I love this. Look there. I hear no papers, so I assume technology. So let's get to Romans 5. Look at what he says. He's talking about the wonderful benefits of justification. And we come to Romans 5, 5. Look at the benefits he gives to his own children. Number one, he says at verse 5, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let me just explain several. The word poured into our heart, it means gushed out, poured out. It was used of the Spirit being poured out on the day of Pentecost. It's just an effusion of the Spirit. Just gushed out. Gushed abroad. It just Think of a geyser, I guess. Just going off. And God said, my love for you, I'm going to install it in your heart, and it will be like a geyser going off, maybe like that river that Jesus said he would put in us, which spoke of the Holy Spirit. But one of the benefits is, on your worst day, you can know you're being loved by God. I love the meaning of the word beloved. It sounds old King James, doesn't it? But it's a present tense. I am being loved. I am a being loved person. God has taken his spirit and gushed abroad in your heart that he loves you. Now, there's two ways you can take this. I used to take it this way, a subjective way. Oh, my love for God. 
That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about God's love for you has been gushed abroad. We'll look at our next sermon on the conditional aspect of being in. He were told to walk in the love of God. You must be able to not walk in it. And we'll look at that. But here he says, God's love has been gushed abroad in your heart. This is a great benefit of the Spirit. And hasn't that been a wonderful thing in your life? Whatever your trials were, whatever your guilt was about yourself, your sin, your folly, your, your human weakness, to say on my worst day, God loves me. And as a family member, according to Hebrews 12, he loves me so much, he won't leave me the way he found me. As a father disciplines his son, he is disciplining me and training me. And sometimes I don't like the curriculum and I don't like the treatment, uh, but God doesn't like my disposition nor my attitude. And so he works on us. Because you're God's child, uh, he's given the promise in Romans 8 that nothing shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ. Listen to it. I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, what about tomorrow? Nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 1 says no condemnation. Here says no separation. And in between is no defeat. I will not be condemned. I will never be separated from this love. Child of God, be assured, despite your failings, despite your sinning, if you are truly a child of God, he's made you a promise. Nothing shall ever sever this relationship. Nothing. Now I ask you, who guarantees this relationship? Now does that mean you go out and you live like the devil? If you live like the devil, it's because you're of the devil. 1 John 3 says that. But I'll tell you this much. It sure makes the journey much more enjoyable to know I cannot have my birth certificate canceled. There were times I wish my father would disown me. Because he said, because you're my boy, I'm going to spank the daylights out of you. Because I love you. Dad, I'll take it by faith. I don't need any proof. No, let me show you that I love you. In Jesus' sweet, precious name. Because uh, in love, he disciplines his own. But he tells you, I'm never going to give up on you. It's called God's stubborn love. I call it God's bulldog love. We had a bulldog in my neighborhood when I lived in 49th and Cutting. It was a pigskin football. We, anytime we threw football, we played in gravel. You cannot believe the field. We played gravel, glass, 
German shepherds tied to trees that if you caught a pass in that lane, you're going to lose a leg because of the dog. Uh, but what, we have this one bulldog. You dare not ever drop that ball. <laughs> Many of football went by the way. Just bite it just like that. It's gone. God's got a bulldog love about his kids. He paid too much to make you his own to ever lose you. And if you were a responsive congregation, you said, hallelujah, where's my handkerchief? And let me say, thank you, Jesus. I shouldn't have to pull it out of you. What's wrong with your responder? This is magnificent. And here's something that's a shocker. God loves you. He won't let that love be separated. Here's the thing that I think is the shocker. Have you ever asked yourself, does God like me? You don't like yourself at times. And nobody in your world likes you at times. In the frame of mind, does God like his children? Love them, all right. But to like them? Does a mother love a dirty diaper? Does she like it? But does she say, that's the price it will cost me to love a child to maturity? God said, I signed up to clean up all your messes. I signed up to clean your diapers. To stay up with you when you got colic and when you got fever, I'm the stay up all night God. I knew all I'd get involved in when I got involved you, and you're in my family care, special care, the apple of my eye. I've chosen you to be a unique people. You never did deserve this love, and you will never undeserve it, because I chose to love you anyway. This is the unconditional love of God. The unconditional love of God. It's the only hope for us sinners, because we know how to not merit it. Listen to what he says. I think you need this in the midst. If you've got heaven made, why is life so tough? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if God just saved us and killed us all? We just, there'd be no temptation. There'd be, you know, no bills, uh, no domestic quarreling. Just, man, Jesus, I love you. Boom, heart attack. I had an aunt that died in church. Locust Grove, Oklahoma, little Pentecostal woman, raised her hands, I love you, Jesus, and then boom, had a heart attack right in church, died. I called my cousin, her daughter, Elaine. I live about 40 miles out of Tulsa. I said, Elaine, what happened to Auntie? He said, well, Jesus did a drive-by. <laughs> Whoa, did a drive-by. Those Okies are up to date. Uh, look at what he says here. Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. In this context, he's really applying it to family, family of believers. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Is that beautiful? If God has done the hardest part, 
crucified his son, if he would go that far with you, what makes you think he will, he will not go all the way? He will spare nothing to complete what he's begun in you. You've come under the special loving care of God, and I'm going to get you from earth to glory. I'm going to change your character along the way. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to enable you. Uh, I'm going. But if he didn't spare the son, which was the hardest part to do, you can count on the fact he's going to do everything else to get you there without condemnation, without Satan winning the case. I'm not letting anything separate any of my kids from my love. That's what he's saying in Romans 8. Yeah, that is hallelujah. Yeah. In any church that can't say hallelujah on that, I doubt you're saved. I know you're not walking in the Spirit because a heart even wants to burst. Glory be to God. Only God can have that kind of love. We keep hoping every wedding. I hope it lasts. I hope it lasts. I've been to some of the most extravagant weddings in which the marriage lasted six months. And I think all this waste, all this preparation, everything but a lasting love. It's a big waste to have weddings. When you already know you're not going to stay together. Who makes you stay together? What makes you stay together? In human relationships, everything's tentative, especially in this culture. Who's old-fastened enough to say, no matter, I'll be there with you, baby. When you're pregnant, I won't be looking up a young thing. I'll be with you. When you're sick. When the years come, in our early marriage, we had a little spat in which the word divorce was used. And in that time, I just got a hold of myself and my dear wife. We said, we never use this word. It's not an option for us. It's not an option. It's not an option. That is never the answer. It's never the biblical answer. We're committed. We're committed to the end. And God told Israel, when I make a covenant, I keep it. You divorce me, Israel. I didn't divorce you. He says some other things you get in this family. Look at Romans 8, 26. Why I love the book of Romans. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our good times. Thank you. You've got that. Thank you. Helps us in our weakness. And that word weakness means no strength moment. No strength. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. How do you like the fact that from the moment you receive Christ as your Savior, Jesus put you on his prayer list? And according to Hebrews 7, 25, he makes intercession for the saints to the uttermost. That is to the point of completion. Did you know Jesus prays for you constantly? 
Jesus. I didn't say me. I'd be lying to you. And you don't pray for me constantly, except when I'm preaching. Lord, help him go short. Can you imagine that Jesus put you on his prayer list? And he started praying for you. And matter of fact, hear me, hear me well. He was praying for you 2,000 years ago because he said, I've got other sheep yet to be brought into the fold. And all the way back there, he knew he's going to save you. You can't comprehend that because you're not omniscient. And you've got a small God, a big God. The God of the Bible said, I knew way back. See, here's the thing about the cross you need to know. There's one group that only make it provisional. He provided a payment for all the sins of the world. Okay. But there's other verses like Titus 2, 11 through 14. He purchased a people at the cross. He redeemed us. And that word redeemed, he took you out of the marketplace and made you his own. Jesus not only made a provision, he made a purchase, and he purchased his own. My sheep I will lay my life down for. My church I will lay my life down for. I will make you a generation of priests that praise me. The love of God, the love of God. Oh, how deep. Oh, how great. I think of what he said in John. I'll conclude with this. That when he's with these men who are faltering, the Spirit did not indwell people up to the time of Christ. You read through the Old Testament, once in a while the Spirit would come upon someone. It would even come upon a, a Samson, a philanderer. Man that met no spirit-filled qualification. God would just sovereignly come on him and leave him at will. That's why David was scared when he sinned because he saw the spirit depart from Saul. And an evil spirit took over. And David scared after he sinned with Bathsheba. He said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. I don't want to become a Saul. I don't want to be tormented by these evil spirits. But they didn't as a whole, indwell Old Testament saints. He filled them, came upon them back and forth. But in John 14, Jesus on the brink, he's going into his upper room discourse. He finishes that. He gets past the Kidron Valley. He gets past the Garden of Gethsemane. Chapter 18, he goes before Pilate. He said, let me tell you men this. I'm going away, and you're sad. I don't want your hearts to be broken. I won't be just gone. I'll be preparing a place for you. And this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to send you, the old King James would say, I want to send you a paraclete. Not a parakeet, but a paraclete. Paraclete. And paraclete is beautiful. It's made of two Greek words, para, alongside of, kaleo, to call. What does it mean? It's used of the word advocate in 1 John 2. It's used of the word encouragement, the word for comfort. He said, I am going to send as my love gift to you. Am I going to the cross? I'm going to send a love gift to you that will be an encouraging helper that he's been alongside of you. Be chapter 14, verse 16, 17. But he shall be in you. He's only been alongside of you up to now. 
but he's never been in you. I'm going to put him in you, and he will be there constantly. And two things will always be characterized of his ministry. He will encourage you, and he will help you, and he will comfort you. You will not be without comfort in the world. I will not leave you as orphans. And he says, do you ever feel lonely in this world? You have every right to. This world is a wilderness for the pilgrim child of God. It is not our home. They don't have our politics. They don't have our view of God, eternity, morals, the Bible, Jesus. And so pilgrims in all these lands we've been in for 2,000 years, hunted like dogs at times, persecuted, hiding in caves, hiding in animal skins. If you read Hebrews 11, it hasn't always been easy for God's church. It has suffered immensely. How could you keep going? Some of you are discouraged this morning. I don't know if I can keep going. Some of you have lost loved ones. You've been widowed. You've lost health. You've lost energy. A good friend of mine today said, I asked how his health doing. Always been as strong as a horse. Having health problems. He said, I guess I'm getting older. I said, yeah, you are. And you can't do it like you used to. And all of a sudden you say, I'm going to be put in a senior's home, and I don't even know if my kids will come to see me. Many a family has loved ones that don't show up when you're sick. God said, I will put my spirit in my children. And what every child of God here has that you're not aware of, maybe, the Spirit of God lives in you, intercedes for you, is comforting you. I never forget when I think of this. I was a young man in my 20s, and I was working at a Bible college. And there's lots of challenges, lots of, um, lots of issues. And I was worrying myself sick. Besides, they didn't pay me. There are other concerns. My wife went to work for Lawrence Radiation Lab to feed us. So I donated my, they paid me $4,000 a year if they could for 70 hours a week. Christian education stays poor, at least then. I, I was trying to go to sleep that night. I could not go to sleep. I was worried about this issue, that issue, maybe money, faculty problems, student discipline problems, oh, a lot of stuff. I was only in my 20s. But I remember singing myself to sleep. Poor Carolyn, she had to lay in the bed with me while I sang. She had to go to work the next morning. And I sang myself to sleep singing, love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love. I, I sang it, I wept, I sang it, and I wept, I sang until in exhaustion I faded off to sleep. The next morning you would think the millennial reign of Christ had begun. I woke up with so much peace. So much peace. It's like everything was solved in the middle of the night. And I tried to figure out, what was that? It's like God in his word said, boy, my son was praying for you all night. 
My spirit was praying for you all night. What did you think? They get their prayer requests answered. I'm giving you divine comfort. I'm giving you divine peace. Have you ever been there? In the midnight hour, when there seemed to be no help, my spirit will comfort you and remind you on your worst day, I'm a child of the king. And the worst you can do is kill me. Then I'll see him face to face. God loves you. God likes you. Rejoice in it. On your worst day and your best day, you'll never top this, that the God of all creation loves you. Loves you. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.